some people say that under that hat, Mike Dell has a chip in his head. Unfortunately, it's a Dorito. Good morning. It's 9 a.m. local time in Traverse City, Michigan. Time for the Sunday morning amateur social hour. This is a smash net that meets every Sunday morning at this time on 3935 and is sponsored by the Cherryland Amateur Radio Club in Traverse City, Michigan. This is an open net. Anyone is welcome to join. I'm Ken WHUKP in Traverse City. Anyone wishing to join, please call now. And K-S-A-K-K. K-8-L-M-J. November Sierra, 8 kilowatt. K-H-E-K. Kilo 8, Romeo, Sierra, Charlie. Well, we got a bunch here. I missed one right early. Um, <coughs> We got the VE3KOD, KF8KK, KLMJ, WHTVC, NSAK, K8EK, and K8RSC. Okay, that was uh, <laughs> the beginning of the Smash Net. The Smash stands for Sunday Morning Social Hour, sponsored by the Cherryland Amateur Radio Club, which is a club here. Locally in Traverse City, Michigan. Of course, we're the cherry capital of the world, so uh, we uh, call it Cherry Land or whatever. Anyway, that that was an example of a seventy-five meter net, uh, seventy-five slash eighty meter. It's one band, but uh, the uh, voice portion of the band is uh, referred to as seventy-five, and the rest of the band, uh, the, the lower parts of it, uh, are for digital and Morse code or otherwise known as CW continuous wave. But, uh, the upper part is uh, called 75 and basically that denotes voice versus, versus, uh, anything else. But, uh, 75 meters on a Sunday morning, we start that one at 9 AM local time as uh, Ken said there, <laughs> And I know all these guys because uh, they're all pretty local. Uh, the 80-meter band or 75-meter band, whatever, uh, it's right around 3.8 megahertz, something like that. Uh, this was at 38, 30, no, 39.35 is the frequency. So if you're anywhere in the uh, northern Midwest, uh, you probably would be able to hear it on some days, not always. But uh, that band stays pretty local, and what I mean by what I mean by pretty local in uh, HF or uh, high frequency, which is really actually low frequency. I know that makes no sense, <laughs> but anyway, the uh, the eighty meter band at that time of the day is somewhat local. It uh, relies on what's known as ground wave propagation, so. Uh, but local being, you know, anywhere kind of in the northern Midwest. Uh, the one guy there, VE3KOD, uh, his name's John, and he's up on St. Joseph Island in uh, Canada, but which is actually a little bit south of Sugar Island, which is Michigan. So it's in the St. Mary's River, and it's that part of the border where they zigzag the, uh, the, the islands there to figure out which one went to Canada and which one went to the U.S. So... <laughs> 
St. Joseph Island ended up in Canada and sugar ended up in uh, the U.S. And uh, that's really how they did it. That's what I was told anyway. Don't know if I believe it. But anyway, it's pretty local. Uh, Usually don't get a lot of out of state. And usually it's pretty local, like Traverse City, Interlochen, Leelanau County, Antrim County, uh, maybe over to Gaylord. Sometimes we get some from southern Michigan. Uh, I know when I'm in Grand Haven, I can check in usually if I have the mobile rig, uh, mobile HF rig, which I don't carry with me normally. We used to have it in the motorhome and don't have the motorhome anymore. So, uh, you know, don't do that from the motorhome. But uh, when we go camping, pretty much anywhere we'd go camping around Michigan, I could check in on that net. And I do a, a later one on 40 meters, which is around seven. Oh, 7.2 megahertz thereabouts, uh, particularly 7185, give or take a little, depending on how busy the band is. But uh, we usually find a spot somewhere around 7185 at 1030 local time, or 1030 Eastern time, since uh, the 40-meter band at that little bit later hour covers, I'd say, regionally. And we get check-ins from maybe Texas once in a while, maybe Florida once in a while, but it pretty much covers the northeastern half of the country uh, is what I can usually hear from here. Uh, the guy that runs the net usually is in Dayton, Ohio, so uh, he, he gets some of the further south ones, but we have normal check-ins from K- uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, Ohio, Michigan, uh, let's see, Illinois, Indiana, uh, Maryland, uh, you know, DC area, Connecticut area, uh, you know, just all around the uh, Northeast, but mo- mostly Midwest. But like I said, we get the occasional check-in from Texas and we get one guy that's uh, actually in San Diego that, uh, remotes into a, a, a transmitter here in Traverse City. So, you know, he's, he's really lo- local, but uh, he does an internet remote. Uh, into it. Uh, another guy in Boston that kind of does that too, or Cambridge, not Boston. <laughs> but anyway, it's pretty normal to uh, to get people in that wider range. But, you know, there could be nets on all different bands. I, I've checked into, uh, you know, nets at, on 75 meters at night that cover the U.S. Uh, and Canada and Mexico. Uh, but there's a lot of different nets. And what a net is basically is it's a scheduled gathering of ham radio operators on a particular frequency for a particular purpose. Uh, the purpose of the Sunday morning social hour, the smash net that I get on locally here, is uh, basically just to, uh, you know, just have a, a discussion. And it's a semi-directed net. Uh, directed nets are where the net control, in this case with Ken, WQKP, uh, he takes the the check-ins at the beginning there, and then uh, later on he'll ask for more check-ins as we go. And we'll usually make two rounds, so he'll, you know, call the first guy on the list, and and he'll make a transmission, and then he'll call the next person on the list, and he'll make a transmission. And then, you know, it always goes back to the net control, so the net control directs where it goes next. The uh, IOOK, the International Order of Crazies net that I get on a little bit later in 40 meters, is a roundtable net. So once we 
establish all the check-ins. Uh, you know, Keith uh, WA8ZWJ down in Dayton, Ohio will uh, take check-ins, and then he'll make a a order, and then he'll tell the order, and then he'll uh, say, okay, you know, the first station on the list, and you got to remember who you're getting it from and who you're giving it to. So really, you just have to write down two call signs, who you're getting it from and who you're getting it to, or who you're going to give it to, and that's how it works. So, you know, say, you know, I'm, I'm first on the list, and I do my transmission, and, and it's a social thing. It's just, you know, oh, the weather, the this, the that, the whatever, whatever's going on in the world. You know, it's a, it's a uh, you know, all of us know, know each other or know of each other, so it's not a, a bunch of strangers on a net. On that particular one, and we call it a sked. So that's another another thing you can call a net as a sked or a schedule. And uh, but uh, so I would get the first transmission, and then I'd pass it to the guy that Keith told me that I sent it to, and then he'd send it to the next guy. And 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 I, I say guy, but there's gals that get on there, uh, Spashnet especially. We got a couple of women that check in on that, so it's not just guys. But on the IO, okay, it's generally just men. So I can say he, but uh, not not to be sexist or anything. Uh, there's plenty of female hams, not not nearly as many as uh, as there are guys, of course. And there's not, you know, I, I'm 55 years old, and when I walk into a ham gathering of any sort, I am almost always the youngest person in the room. So, you know, kind of skews a little older. <laughs> not saying that's true all the time. In fact, on this net. Uh, that I played the clip from uh, two or three of the guys are much younger than a couple of them are college kids. So, you know, it, it, there are some young, younger people getting into it. Uh, Ken uh, is a semi-retired ophthalmologist and he's in his eighties, uh, early eighties, but you know, so it's a, it, it's, it's a gamut uh, of ages. Uh, my dad was one of them that checked in W eight TVC. So yeah, that was my dad. <laughs> we, uh, we both get on that net and the IOK net uh, every uh, Sunday. That's kind of ham radio morning. It's uh, Sunday mornings. And by the way, I'm doing this on Monday. I should have done it on Sunday. So you're going to get two episodes today. <laughs> but anyway, so nets could be all kinds of things. Uh, we have local ones here on the on local repeater on VHF. So that's why HF being the lowest frequencies that we're on is high frequency. And then there's VHF, which very high frequency. And then there's UHF, ultra high frequency. <laughs> so, yeah, the lowest is high frequency. But uh, And I guess technically, if you want to think about it, uh, the 160-meter band of ham radio is, is technically middle wave, which would be the same as AM radio. Not same frequencies, but the same band segment would be middle wave. Uh, but uh, for the most part, it's either HF or VHF, UHF. Uh, but there are some VHF and UHF nets. There's some digital nets. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of, of things. Uh, on uh, Wednesday nights locally here, we've got the uh, the BARF net. <laughs> I know lots of fun acronyms around here, but uh, that's the Benzie Amateur Radio Friends net. And that's a combined net with the uh, BARF group and the uh, – local uh, emergency communications group, uh, which around here is called ARPSC for Amateur Radio Public Service Corps, but it's a combination of A-R-E-S, lots of acronyms, sorry, uh, Amateur Radio Emergency Service. So 
it's a combined net. It's an emergency service net plus a social net, uh, but it's on the repeaters around here, and it's on a couple of them because they link them together. But uh, that's very local. Uh, you know, people on walkie-talkies and stuff uh, talking through a repeater station, which uh, I won't go into the explanation, but think of, of cellular towers for ham radio. It's kind of that, but backwards because they existed way longer than cellular towers ever existed. But it's the same basic concept, a low-powered device going to a high-powered antenna up high and then retransmit it out to where all the low-powered devices can get it. So though that net, uh, you know, it's a little round table. It's not a round table net. It's a directed net. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a local one, VHF. And you probably, if you have a police scanner, you could probably tune into the local ham radio repeaters in the evenings. And there'll be at least a, one net a week somewhere around your area. And that's probably all you'll ever hear on the repeaters anymore. A lot, a lot of people don't uh, use them anymore. It, it's not, uh, I mean, they use them, but not, not nearly what they used to. Uh, used to be very busy on the repeaters, but not so much anymore. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun hobby. Uh, you know, this is, this is just one part of the hobby. This is for the, uh, fellowship brotherhood sort of uh, thing that goes on with ham radio. They, you know, we, we all sort of, you know, meet up on certain times and, you know, sometimes, you know, with emergency communications nets, it's to test out your gear and make sure that uh, what you're using is working. But uh, even the social nets do the same thing, but there's other uh, highly directed nets. Uh, I check into one every once in a while called the buzzards roost net and it's a uh, it's a regional 75 meter net that you know covers more of the midwest because it's later in the day uh, that propagation changes depending on time of day and where the sun is and all kinds of factors but uh, suffice it to say you know it starts at 5 p.m so it uh, it it's pretty regional and i'll check into that once in a while but it's highly directed and you only get one transmission and you could you check in and it could be 45 minutes before they call on you to make the next transmission. So, you know, it's not something that uh, is fast-paced. Uh, it's interesting, but it's not fast-paced. And there's uh, cool nets uh, that I, I call, I think they're kind of cool, uh, county hunters. Uh, there's a thing in uh, AM radio, at least in the U.S., where uh, we collect counties, you know, so you want to contact as many counties as you can. And what what will happen on a county hunter's net is they'll uh, call a roll call, you know, they'll, not a roll call, but uh, they'll call up for check-ins. And when you check in, you tell them what county and state you're in or province. And I don't know how they do that in Canada, but uh, mostly it's going to be U.S. And you tell them where you're at. And then uh, then when it comes back around to you, 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 you listen to the check-ins and where they're at. And you, uh, when it's your turn to check, you would, to, to make a transmission, you will call that other county, that, that station in the other county. And if you two can talk to each other, then you can count that as a contact and you can uh, send QSL cards. That's the old way of doing it. Or you can uh, do it on Logbook of the World or one of those other online things like that, and uh, verify the contact. And that way you can collect however many states. Uh, or con well, there's other there's state hunters as well, but uh, those, that's easy. I've, I've worked all the states uh, a couple times. 
at least. And what used to be real fun when I was in Idaho, uh, Idaho is pretty uncommon on the state hunters net and the county hunters nets, uh, where I'd get just about every person trying to call me <laughs> when I would get on there. So I'd be pretty busy, but you know, when you're in a, say you're in Wayne County in Detroit and you get on a county hunters net, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be making contacts, but you're not going to be somebody's contact for, oh, I need Wayne County. It's just, you know, there's a ton of hams in Wayne County or Kent County in the Grand Rapids area or Cook County in Chicago or whatever. You know, it's the same. But there's those kind of nets. Uh, there's also hurricane nets. They call it, and that's like when a hurricane's starting to come in, they'll call up a, a hurricane net. And that could last for days. And, you ch- you know, if you're a station that's helping out with the hurricane, either you're in it or you're going to be in it, or you've just gone through it and you're back on the air and can give reports and, and, and all that, you check in with net control. And the net control can change, you know, over time, of course. You know, you don't want somebody sitting there for for uh, days and hours and whatever, you know. You probably pull a three-hour shift or four-hour shift, and then it switches to a, another station. And, you know, when you hear on the news that, you know, hurricane went through – somewhere in Texas and uh, ham radio reports say, well, you don't hear it as much anymore because uh, everybody's got satellite phones and cell phones and stuff. And those things are pretty reliable, but uh, you know, when all else fails, ham radio, you know, uh, let's see another interesting kind of net. I, I would call it a net, but uh, maybe not. Uh, well, geez, I'm trying to think. And it right on the tip of my tongue. Oh, well. But, you know, there's all kinds of interesting things. Oh, maritime nets. That's what I was talking about. So a lot of times, uh, at least in the summer around the Great Lakes, there's a Great Lakes maritime net. Or, uh, you know, they call it a maritime net. It's a marine net. But they call it a maritime net because maritimes are a particular place, not the Great Lakes. But there'll be the Great Lakes maritime net. And it's... You know, I think it goes for a couple hours every day, and it switches frequencies. So one one time it'll be on forty, another time it'll be on twenty meters, another time it'll be on seventy five meters. Depends on the conditions and and time of day, and it's several times a day sometimes, just depending. And it's where people that are living on their boats or traveling the Great Lakes on their uh, sailboats or their motor yachts or whatever can uh, make contact with the world, but. Again, with cell phones, it's not quite as bad because, you know, unless you're out in the middle of the lake, uh, you're usually within cell range uh, along the shorelines. Uh, if you're doing a lake crossing, there might be, uh, you know, a couple hours where you're not not in communication, but you never know. So, you know, it's kind of a, a marine safety net sort of thing. I always found that interesting to listen to. There's also aviation nets. Uh, you'll hear that. Not as much anymore, but it, you used to hear it a lot, uh, airplanes flying over the Atlantic. Well, all those airplanes have HF radios in them, and those HF radios are capable of ham radio frequencies. And sometimes between their check-ins with their air traffic controller, if the pilots are hams, <laughs> they'll uh, get on an aviation net frequency and and uh, you know talk their way across the, the Atlantic. And I'm sure it's the same on the Pacific 
There's also VHF frequencies uh, for, you know, aviation VHF frequencies. Uh, famous one is one, two, three, four, five. So 123.45 megahertz uh, on VHF AM uh, aviation radios. That's kind of the uh, universal air-to-air frequency. So if you have a police scanner that does aviation, put uh, 123.45 in uh, one of the memories, and every once in a while you hear a couple of jets uh, way up high talking to each other, uh, even going across the U.S. So it's kind of the unofficial air-to-air frequency. And speaking of of, uh, air-to-air frequencies you might might want to put in your uh, scanner is – 121.5, 121.5, 121.5, 121.5, that's the, uh, it's called guard, but it's a, it's also a beacon frequency. So if an airplane crashes, a lot of times you'll hear a beep, 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 beep on that frequency because that's how they find the plane crash if it's close to you. That's, uh, uh, you know, the ELT, emergency location transponder, but uh, a lot of times you'll hear the air traffic control trying to get a, ha- a hold of an airplane that they aren't really in contact with because uh, everybody's supposed to be monitoring guard all the time flying around. That's why uh, airplanes have more than one radio usually. So you're supposed to be listening on guard just in case uh, you get on the wrong frequency uh, if you're in air traffic control. But uh, totally not related to this. But... Uh, Let's see, what else about nets and schedules? Uh, yeah, I participate in a few, you know, uh, pretty regular on the Smash Net and the IOK Nets on Sunday. Uh, I get on the uh, statewide emergency net probably once a month. Uh, it's uh, either on tw- on uh, 75 meters or 40 meters, depending on the time of year. It switches to 40 meters in the winter time and and uh, 75 meters the rest of the year because uh, propagation that time of day or whatever. But uh, anyway, that's uh, really about it. So I'm, I'm going to call this a podcast. Uh, this is uh, making up for yesterday, Sunday. So uh, this one will go out and then uh, shortly thereafter the next episode. So uh, make sure if you if you uh, thought I was done for the day that you uh, go back and uh, – Snag the next one, uh, which will be out shortly. I'm going to be talking about Podcast Index. Catch me later.